What's up, everybody? Happy Taurus season. It Yay. is our Taurus Mercury episode. And Mimi, you are our Taurus representative as an Aries with all the Taurus placements. How you feeling? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do we have an hour to talk about how I'm feeling? <laughs> we do. Our, our episodes are about an hour long. <laughs> Uh, anywho yes i'm excited for Taurus season honestly like aries season i feel like simultaneously lasted so long but went by so quick yeah well yeah you're right and it's it, every every zodiac season i feel like always sneaks up on us but sometimes it's like i don't know i feel like capricorn season this year is like all right i had a lot of capricorn and aquarius season i don't know but then like these past two i really feel like they've zoomed like when I'm mm -hmm. in it, I feel like I'm in it. Like thinking back, I'm like, wow, Pisces season was a long Pisces season. But then also like when it was suddenly airy season, I was like, what the hell? So that's kind of how it's already Taurus season here. Yeah. I think the first six months of every year always goes by so quickly. Yeah. Oh, and I'm always like, oh, wow, it's going to be Christmas any like any day, any, any day now. And then I realized like the last six months go by so slowly. So, you know, it was like the opposite. I saw a meme of a book thing like a book meme recently where it was like the first 300 pages are longer than the second 300 pages and i feel like it's yeah. the opposite of that for yeah. what you just said that is so true too oh my goodness we need to talk yeah. about books later oh my god <laughs> anyway. yes check you out a lot a of book our podcast book analysis <laughs> um we've yes. got a lot of them and mimi's making her way through a court of thorns and roses excited for your like maybe we could do like a like an additional like let's re-listen and you give your additional thoughts on my reaction the, yeah. your reaction to <laughs> our zodiac analysis it's very like 2012 youtube oh it is it is <laughs> let's let's have a watch party and comment on it let's have a listen mm -hmm. party um yeah if you are into uh listening about books and us speculate different zodiac signs we got a lot of those episodes check out all of our stuff over at the stars made me podcast on instagram you can also find our really fun exclusive weekly content over on patreon at patreon.com slash stars made me do it we go over weekly transits we've got really fun stuff over there there are some episodes available to the public as well over there right now but they mm -hmm. are very like weekly thing so like keep up with us regularly and figure out what the heck is going on in the sky and yeah. what the heck's making going us on do. with us yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> exactly but it is tourist season and i'm i'm excited for tourist season i feel like last year was the first year that i really realized how much i enjoy tourist season and i think that this is my favorite like potentially my favorite axis of like just seasonally like Taurus, mm. Scorpio. I yeah. love when everything is coming to life right now. And I also love the opposite of it when it's like Halloween-y time and everything is totally like veil mm -hmm. super That's thin. So Everything's like, you know, on its like, it's really like at the end of life in, you know, the fall time. And right now everything's so freaking lush. I've been going on runs in the woods like all the time and all the flowers are blooming. It feels like there are just fairies everywhere. There's yeah. ivy climbing up the trees, like everything. Like we planted flowers in the yard the other day. And I just feel like Taurus, which makes so much sense. It's the second sign of the Zodiac, the heart of spring here. And it's so alive right now. Mm -hmm. It's so true. I feel like that burst of life from Aries season is really going to 
is going to follow through, which is exactly yeah. what Taurus does, right? Follows through on what the Aries impulses or the decisions that Aries is very quick to make. And then Taurus goes like, okay, but what's a value? How can I, how can we make sure we keep the blooms healthy? And how can we make sure that the trees like have all the resources they need to be healthy trees and to contribute to the natural world and stuff like that. So I'm very yeah. excited for Taurus season. I feel like it's a great time for us all to slow down and to like be grateful and have accept like, gain acceptance of um the present moment i think that's really like what taurus for me how i embody it uh but you know with taurus it's kind of interesting energy because i feel like it goes back and forth of being very still and being very present and possibly stagnant and then also being a very hard-working sign because i yeah. do see taurus as hard-working if you look at like the ruler venus Venus is about stability and structure and and putting work in. She's a physical planet. She's much more like of the tangible things. And when you look at the two signs that Venus rules, Libra and Taurus, I would say that Taurus, because it's earthy, is more likely to put in like tangible efforts and get tangible outcomes out of its work. Yeah. Yeah. It is this very like both existing at the same time of we're sitting in the present moment and just enjoying the stillness. And yet we are putting in the constant hard work that mm. needs to be put in to achieve the tangible result. It's, it's not the project starter. It's the project doer, you know, it's like that mm -hmm. airy season to do list that was like, okay, now that it's getting nice out, I want to do this and this and this and this. And I feel like Taurus mm -hmm. is like, you know, very steadily moving through that checklist. But I also feel like it gives us this nice breath of fresh air of like, hey, just like sit and enjoy yourself a little bit. Have that picnic yeah. in that yard. Yeah. That's nice and lush yeah. and filled with flowers. You know, it's picnic energy. Exactly. <laughs> oh, picnic energy. Yeah. There's a lot that needs to get done in order to, in order to enjoy and in, in the picnic, like be yeah. in the picnic. Yeah, yeah, we need to prep ahead of time. We need to make some delicious, delicious yeah, picnics snacks. Picnics are hard work. They are hard work. And it's so <laughs> Taurus energy. It's like we need yeah. the perfect food for it. We need to have, you know, everything well thought out. And we need to take our time to find a spot that's going to be enjoyable long term. Where's the sun coming in? Do we want partial shade? <laughs> you know? Like yeah, that is definitely, <laughs> I feel like picnics for me, I romanticize picnics so much. And I think it's my Taurus and Leo because my Taurus is like, I want to enjoy like, like the comforts and the luxuries in nature, but also I want to be able to just like bask in the sunshine because that's a hundred percent a pastime of mine when the sun comes out is I yes. just want to sit in the sun and I'm so fair. So I always have to prepare ahead of time <laughs> and make sure I put sunscreen on every single day, even on not sunny days. Anyway, we're really coming off, coming on some tangents here, but a quick Taurus overview. We've got it's an earth sign, it's fixed, and it's an internal sign. So much more receptive, a lot more going on inside than maybe you, than maybe we all see. Uh, and it's the second sign of the zodiac. So its glyph or its symbol is the bull. And some archetypes are the musician, the silent one, the banker. Um, but if you want more information on Taurus, even more than we've rambled about so far, go check out the archetypes episode from our Back to Basics series, because there's so much in-depth information about Taurus in that. Oh, I love being able to reference these episodes now. Like just oh, I know. everybody, if you're just jumping in here right now, like definitely have a, have a look at our back to basic series. We've got at the moment of this coming out, we've got archetypes, we've got planets, you know, we've got mm -hmm. coming to you soon. We'll be having some houses, you know, we're getting into the really mm -hmm. basics of everything and it's really fun to explore. So yes, for more Taurus info, check mm -hmm. it out. It's in part one. 
And, and if you're a real fan, if you want to make some organized playlists of all of our series, I would love you forever because that's definitely <laughs> something I would love to have. <laughs> it's like all of our back to basics episodes put in one playlist. It's, it'd be so easy. I could literally do it. But if someone else wants to do it for me, love If you. someone wants to embrace that Taurus energy and just put yourself to work for a a charitable purpose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so charitable. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, anywho, we are diving into as this season is all about Mercury. We're talking about Taurus Mercury. And so a reminder about Mercury is it is all about how we experience and receive information. It's how we translate that information, how we communicate, how we think and learn and teach. It's that inner monologue. It is how we are processing all of the information. Mm -hmm. And so a reminder as well that your Mercury, if you are a, I'm talking about me right now, I'm a Sagittarius. My Mercury could be in Sagittarius. It could be the sign before it, Scorpio, or the sign after it, Capricorn. And so you you might have the same sun sign and same Mercury sign, but you might not. And so it's really cool to look into what that Mercury sign is, especially if it does differ from your sun sign. Even if it doesn't, it's still cool to know how you think and process stuff. But definitely check that out because if you're like, oh, I'm an Aries, but I like, you know, this is a Taurus episode. It's like, hey, you could have Taurus Mercury. Mm -hmm. So there, the possibilities that we'll get into afterwards would be a Aries with a Taurus Mercury, Taurus with Taurus Mercury, and then a Gemini with a Taurus Mercury. So Mm -hmm. we'll get into that yeah yeah mercury is like so logical and so neutral so i feel like mercury puts on the mask of whatever sign it's in so yeah. i'm curious because you know mercury and taurus is definitely a placement that i haven't given much thought to before maybe like a month ago when i started just like giving same, it mental space same. yeah and i think that's sort of indicative of the mercury and taurus energy like it is a silent one and as the archetype being the silent one and mercury being the way they communicate i think of mercury and taurus being a very like body language forward communicator that yeah. it will you will energetically know how like what they're thinking or they can also be a stone wall where they really hold everything within and they're not big communicators they're not big chatters they only say something when they feel like there's no way it couldn't be said like oh if there's anything I have to say it's going to be this thing right yeah yeah and like you know if we think about it again like just elementally okay we've got earth it is an earth sign it is a fixed sign meaning it's that second sign of the season so it is the most earthy of the earth the most fixed of the fixed mm -hmm. it is solid and so there's so much that you know you have that strong silent energy that taurus can bring and often brings and if they don't need to say anything they might not say anything and that's but that is the kind of beauty of taurus is that when i feel like when that taurus mercury says something it holds so much weight to it because there was mm -hmm. that time that was processed in order to convey that information it might it's not going to be immediate in my opinion because it's like it's earth is slower moving taurus is very solid it's not that quick airy or mm -hmm. that you know fiery it's not that same or emotionally driven it is very grounded energy and so if we're gonna spend the time to say something we're gonna put all of our weight into those words mm -hmm. yeah there it, i almost see like a healthy a healthy expression of taurus as being very secure 
and yes. like within themselves, not seeking security elsewhere, not, not like indulging in luxury brands as like a a physical reminder that they are secure. Like, and when you put that in their mental space, and when you put that in how they logically perceive the world around them. I almost feel like Mercury and Taurus in its healthiest expression could just be so secure in its thoughts that it doesn't feel the need to express them outside of itself as mm -hmm. like a desire for validation, which I feel like, especially in the world that we live in now, we do say things out loud just to see what other people's reactions are just to say like, does that make sense? Like, does that, is that valid? Is, can you acknowledge that that's okay to be thinking that? Yeah. Whereas a Mercury and Taurus, and this isn't all Mercury and Tauruses, because I think that you know, we're all on a path of healing. So it takes time for us to get here. But a very healthy expression of Mercury and Taurus is like, I don't need to say that out loud, because I know for myself that I feel secure in these thoughts. And I feel very grounded. And I know my reality, you know? Yeah, yeah, it is that like, that security is so true. If, if a Taurus Mercury has that security, then there isn't like, it's like, so what? It's almost like a, so what energy? Like, do I have to say that? Totally. You know? Yeah. So I, I am, I'm very fascinated thinking about Taurus Mercury and same as you, I hadn't really thought about it much until about a month or so ago and like thinking through like, okay, this episode's coming up because, you know, our, like both of us with our other co-host, Martha, you know, the three of us are fire mercuries we're really quick fast and i do have some earth mercuries in my life i'm married to an earth mercury i've got an earth mercury dad mm. you know i i have some of those people in my life but i also don't feel like i have a large amount of taurus mercuries in my life and i was trying to think through that energy and then we'll see with yeah. our amazing guest later who is a gemini with a taurus mercury it comes off totally different mm. depending on your sun sign because as you know we'll get into during gemini season but gemini's so chatty and then you have this taurus energy that is exactly the opposite stoic. of that like yeah, yeah. It, that's the perfect word stoic so it's so cool again to see all these energies play together but i am i'm i'm more fascinated than i really realized about taurus mercury because that is such a different way from processing the world that i experience mm. it from and so it's really yeah. interesting to look into so yeah all the taurus mercuries out there definitely uh let us know. Let us know how you see the world, the lenses in which you process the world. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Just DM us your perception <laughs> on reality, could you? Uh, I feel like every time we make a request, it's always <laughs> something very something deep. so intense. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, could you just like throw that out into the internet, please? That'd be great. Yeah. yeah. How do you process everything in your life as, as a general <laughs> statement as a general instagram comment yeah oh my gosh but so i think like a less than healthy expression of a taurus mercury would be um very stubborn it's yes. like if you don't feel very secure you almost and you know it's hard for me because myself and the person who i'm closest to in my life are both such a blend of Aries Taurus that I always have to make sure like okay am I separating the two of them but I think what Aries and Taurus do have in common is like a desire to be right I think Aries's expression yes. of that desire is very different from Taurus's expression of that desire mm -hmm. so I like I'm trying to separate those two but Taurus being stubborn is I think like, like an expression of not feeling fully secure like we had talked about earlier yeah. And like Taurus, I think is the best example of the sign that's in it for the long game. Like mm -hmm. there, there's oh God, the commitment, yeah, <laughs> like commitment, hardcore, but then there's also, 
you know, if we're talking about the stubborn qualities, you're going to have the Taurus energy that maybe has, I don't know, like maybe it does have more of that fieriness where they're going to vocalize. Nope. I'm not doing that. And then you have the Taurus energy that's just going to literally say nothing, not make a scene, sitting on the couch, just yeah. quietly defying you. <laughs> and and they <laughs> yeah. and they've got no I'm trying to problem. embody that energy. <laughs> I'm trying to embody just like not quiet actively <laughs> not actively defying, you know, because like quiet defiance I can recognize like oh that's my ego and I I know well, that's going to be my instinct and like we're going to let that process and let that pass whereas like active defiance it's like why are you making waves don't make waves and but that's like every every energy has its purpose but like Taurus mm-hmm. is bringing in that that very immobile energy that yeah can be I don't know it's both like can be seen as frustrating but also can be seen as so admirable where it's like mm. I don't care if it takes me three years to get the house painted the color I want. I'm just not going to agree on the other color for three years. You know, it's like, (laughs) I feel like that's the energy that Taurus can bring. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. But going off of that, uh, one of our references we always like to bring in is Astrology, a Cosmic Science by Isabel M. Hickey. And some of the Taurus Mercury descriptions from this book are plodding and conservative and plodding like plod, not plot. Like they're not like, yeah, what's that mean? Plodding is like, is that like an onomatopoeic word where like you imagine? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like plod, 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 plod. (laughs) Right? Like that's what it is. (laughs) That is exactly like it sounds like you're walking through mud. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. It is. <laughs> yes. It's... You're welcome to everybody. I know. Who came like... to our astrological expertise <laughs> and onomatopoeia expertise for that beautiful <laughs> rendition of blood. Blood. You give me blood. any word, and I will give you the onomatopoeic. Like, yeah. All right, new Down challenge to comment on this Instagram post. <laughs> give me give me a word and I will make a sound out of it. Oh my god. Okay, stretch. Stretch. <laughs> this is perfect. This is You're my welcome. new favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i'm like i really hate day on tiktok <laughs> Ooh, i need to calm myself bring myself back down because i'm just like thinking of words right now and i'm getting back into <laughs> taurus mercury um, oh boy this is not a fiery mercury episode sierra we need to stay on track <laughs> yeah rain it uh, in <laughs> plodding yeah when you're plodding along through something is that it is you are moving through it, but there is no, there is no rush. There is, yeah. you know, a, a slow speed happening here and conservative. Yeah. Like we don't need to wander off the path. We don't need to run down the path. We are just plodding along the path. Yeah. And you conserve your energy. Yes. And I think like mentally they conserve their energy because it's like, I know I would rather last longer than like, than give all of my energy and then feel like nothing got done. There we go. Which yeah. I think they're very practical thinkers. And I think a Mercury and Taurus person would be a great person to come to, like as a friend, to help ground you and to help see like the reality of a situation. Yes. And also to be like, I find that my role in a lot of like my relationships is like helping others come to terms with like come to terms with their situation and also to be able to accept their situation. I think acceptance is a huge word for both like Taurus mm. and Pisces. And yeah. I think a Mercury and Taurus would be like, okay, problem solve, sure. 
But first, let's accept the weight of the situation because Taurus is a serious sign. Like it holds on to things uh, and it holds on to things for a very long time. So if you have a friend who's a Mercury and Taurus, I would hazard a guess, or if you are Mercury and Taurus, that you are someone who is a very practical thinker and brings like a grounding like energy to any sort of problem solving. Yeah, because like, remember that Mercury is that processing of everything. And so, you know, bringing that practical energy to processing life. That is Mm -hmm. so exactly. Yeah. And also from uh, astrology, cosmic science, uh, Taurus Mercury's learn more from travel and experiences than textbooks. Mm. And I really liked this and it made me think, and I kind of have to like process through that learns more from travel and experience than textbook. And the reason why this really struck me is because I am that crazy Sagittarius stellium over here thinking of like learning through traveling and experiences. But I Mm -hmm. love that description for a Taurus Mercury because it is tangible examples that mm-hmm. we are then learning things from. It's not like, it's not the type of wordy processing that we might like find when we discuss Gemini Mercury, you know, like it's mm-hmm. not the type of wordy processing that I think more airy Mercury's just suck up and can, you know, <laughs> infuse into their brains very quickly. Yeah. It's kind of like, hey, I have had this tangible experience. And so I then have learned through something that I did with my physical body, you know, or like I yeah, embodiment I, is so embodiment. Important. Yes, like embodying their thoughts and actually processing rather than like intellectualizing everything. I saw this great TikTok recently. Oh, my God, this was literally this morning. Uh, I saw this great TikTok that was like, the people that intellectualize their emotions who are able to give you every piece of information of why they behave the way they do of traumatic experiences that are able to tell you everything people assume that like okay great you're done with therapy but those are the people that really aren't done with therapy well you're never fucking done with therapy but they aren't done with therapy until they actually allow themselves to feel safe in their bodies to feel all of that rather than just like okay intellectually I know these are the ways that like I have struggled or these are the ways that I cope but have you felt safe enough and secure enough she literally used these words how freaking Taurus do you feel safe enough in your body to let your mental process really infuse like your physical experience too you know oh my god this is like this is therapy for sierra today that's like exactly what i needed to hear <laughs> like no, seriously that's like that's so on point with what i'm going through yeah. and here we are like you know at this moment like in the you know easing into Taurus season and mm. feeling those energies come on that is so so true i love that and yeah. and even thinking about that in terms of like this quote you know with the travel to it where I think it brings it up in the example of like, you know, you can read about a culture and learn something or you can go Mm. into a different culture and experience it. And I feel like a Taurus Mercury, if they saw somebody preparing a traditional meal from a different culture, different country that they went to, that is something that is then infused with them. They're embodying that it's part of an experience so much more Mm. so than if I just read it in a cookbook, you know, like even I would think, you know, just in this moment, I would think even watching a YouTube video on how to cook a meal versus reading a recipe book feels much more Taurus Mercury to me. 
That is so funny. Literally, that's like what Mitch does. He'll read a recipe and then he'll, he's not a Taurus Mercury, but he's got a lot of Taurus, but he'll watch the video of somebody doing it. It's almost like I need to learn this through the experience of like doing it through their eyes, you know? Yeah. Yes, exactly. And, Mm. and then moving on from that, this goes along with what we were saying before, strong inertia that can become stubbornness where it's like, I am already in this motion. (laughs) Nobody's getting me out of this motion. This is how we're doing Mm -hmm. it. And I am on this path. So that's kind of goes along with what we were saying. And then also pushing facts at this type of mind won't help. And that was interesting. Like, you know, they need to feel it for themselves. Like it needs to have gone through their body, which, you know, it's funny because we're talking about mercury, which is so mental, but for it to get to a point where they can feel like it's their own thought, it has to come organically from them. And so if you give a piece of information to them, it's going to take a couple, like could even take a couple of months speaking from experience might take a couple of months for them to forget that it was your idea. And then it organically (laughs) comes into their body and their mind. And then it's ready for them because that's something with Taurus too. Like, because they're in it for the long haul, they will do things when it feels appropriate. And I say appropriate, not feels right because it's not an emotional experience for Taurus. It's very earthy. It needs to feel appropriate and smart and practical for them to say, okay, I've embodied this as my idea now and I'm ready you know, I'm ready to do that. But I feel like we're kind of veering into some Venus Mars stuff with that too. Yeah. Yeah. And I also, well, I feel like in general, it's like a, everything that you just said, I think we can put to also like not rushing the process. Like this is like mm-hmm. talking about processing, like Mercury yeah. is all about the processing. And I think everything yeah. that you just said comes down to a Taurus Mercury, not, not wanting to slash functioning in a way of rushing the process because it needs to feel appropriate in that way. And yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying with Venus and Mars and especially because, you know, Taurus is ruled by Venus. So we Mm -hmm. have that. Yeah. We have that play here too, but yes, I, that's another tangent that I'm going to zip my little fire mercury <laughs> right now and then and, and not throw out I, another word for you to make an onomatopoeia about <laughs> i also like something we should touch on for taurus mercury is like the way they process the world is always through a lens of their values and like having a very Ooh. strong attachment to what they value uh and you know those values can be healthier and healthy but they're always going to be there and they're sort of the filter through which they process their world Love that. Value is such a Taurus word. Yes, yes, yes. Taurus Mm. Mercury processing. If this is something I value, this is something I'm processing. It's going to be something that I dedicate myself to. This is something that I don't value. I am going to stubbornly have my blinders up about it, you know? Which is why when they do break that stone wall of theirs, when they do talk, we take them seriously because we know that it's strongly aligned or like tied to what their core values are. Yes. Yes. Oh, Yes. Values is such a key word. Mm-hmm. Or yes. Also, we have touch being more developed than hearing, which I thought that that was interesting and also kind of goes along yeah. with what we were saying. It's back <laughs> to that embodiment, you know, like I need to touch it and feel uh, it. The and... selective hearing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Boy. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so it being a much more of that tangible energy that we talked about. Taurus is sensual. It's all Mm -hmm. of the senses, you know, and especially the ones that we can, you know, 
the, the, I mean, hearing, yes, it, it is a sense, but it's not the same physicality to the sense that you have yeah. as touching or, you know, tasting or, you know, like there's, it's much more ambiguous, I guess. So yeah, learning more I'm, through. Something I definitely want to ask our guest is if she has like scent memory because Ooh. mercury is memories and taurus is the senses so like or even like other senses like when you feel something in your hands like if maybe cooking was a big part of your like childhood when you have flour in your hands like does that Ooh. really bring you back or when you smell something specific does that really bring you back yes oh yes i and i think i the answer is going to be yes so i'm excited to hear about it <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then we also have the cautiousness based on inner security. Mm -hmm. So that goes exactly along with what you just said. You might as am well be I Isabel, Isabel M. Hickey. <laughs> <laughs> am I the ghostwriter? <laughs> I think. Just I think All maybe. credit to Isabel. She's yes, yes. a rock star. <laughs> But yeah, I love absolutely. How Inner security being so, yeah, so important. And like, depending on what your own like self security looks like clinging to what will give you a sense of security yes. externally, yes. which is why they can become like kind of materialistic or be and materialism. I mean, we've discussed a bunch of times isn't always negative, like at all, but uh, it can be an unhealthy expression of feeling unappreciated or undervalued for sure yeah and coming back to those values you know values being so important that mm -hmm. yeah I'm clinging on tightly to the things that bring me security because whether or not I process things through a cautious lens or a less cautious lens have to do with how secure I'm feeling about that which is associated to past experiences because of how that's how I've been processing the world like and how I yeah, learn something. Maybe I am really fixed in the way that I think I need to learn something because I have learned this way. It has worked for me in the past. Why would I veer out from that? Similarly, mm -hmm. I am absolutely not taking an online class because that one online class was horrible. And therefore all online classes are horrible. You know, like having like that kind oh my of. God. <laughs> <laughs> <Did> that <Can't> like. <laughs> You know, uh, like <laughs> there's that, I don't know, openness <laughs> coming from a sense of security versus defensiveness coming from a feeling of insecurity. Yeah. And I'm glad you said defensiveness because like I said earlier, like I'm always trying to separate Aries and Taurus energy and Aries to me is very defensive, but I think Taurus can be very defensive too when it comes to like their core values or their foundations being under attack. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like what they know as true. I know this as my truth. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then we can't go without saying that there's an artistic side to these placements because mm -hmm. it's a Venus ruled sign. Taurus is Venus ruled. Mercury is like, you know, you're processing. It is how you are learning, thinking, teaching, and it's Venus ruled. So there is going to be that creative lens that, you know, whether it's expressed in a Taurus way or in a Libra way, there is a sense of beauty that comes yeah. with, with Venus ruled placements, you know? And so that, that processing, like, I'm just thinking again, because we know Taurus is so like foodie. I'm just thinking about like making a beautiful presentation of a plate of food, you know, or like, or learning yes. better from a cookbook that has beautiful photography, you know? 
Yeah. And I appreciate you like, like food being art, like anything can be art. And I think like for me personally, my beliefs on art is art is just recognizing beauty in literally anything and everything. And mm. I think Taurus with being able to recognize and like accept their surroundings can then recognize beauty in all of their surroundings and need to put it somewhere and need to like honor it in a way. Because yeah. I think Taurus is very much like Taurus is a respectful sign. Taurus respects yes. what they believe is uh, like poignant and important and a staple, you know, like a foundational need. And yeah. for Taurus, like where we might all have like, like in Aries, their dire resources that they need are food, shelter, like sex, you know, like those sort of very basic things. Whereas Taurus, primal. I think like art is part of that. Art yeah. is part of their primal foundational needs yeah. to be able to see beauty. Yeah. And, and also beauty, I think when we see it through this Taurus lens also brings in different textures. I think textures is such a Taurus word, like where, mm, you know, yeah. Libra being, having that, you know, Venus expression doesn't have the same, uh, feeling to me texturally as like Taurus is bringing in. Yeah. You know, Libra like, is like glossy. Yeah. And <laughs> Taurus has like grassy textures or like scratchy, yes. like it's got, it's like yes. yeah, sandpaper. It's got yeah. all sorts of textures. It's earthy. It's like a, the beauty of the different textures that show up in nature. The beauty of like, we have like a smooth uh, food on the plate and a chunky food on the plate. And then we've got like a crispy, mm -hmm. you know, like there's different textures that come into it and seeing Stop the beauty. Stop making me hungry, Sierra. <laughs> <laughs> it's tourist season. We're all going to be I'm hungry. Gonna be starving. Pack yeah. your picnic. <laughs> I love the idea of comparing Taurus and Libra art because I think where Libra, we know, like, has a tendency to maybe want to sweep things under the rug or make things look as beautiful as possible in the most positive light, like they might negate some of the less positive things. Uh, yes. It's just my nice way of saying they sweep things under the rug sometimes. And whereas Taurus, because they come from a place of acceptance, they like accept ugliness and they make that beautiful, you know, so like they accept the ugliness of texture of sandpaper, but they make art out of that. Yes. Whereas like Libra is going to maybe possibly cover it up. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because it's having that appreciation for the natural as opposed to the, yeah. you know, mm. maybe conventionally beautiful versus finding beauty in what is already naturally existing in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so curious. Yeah. Like to hear how this shows up in a more mercurial sense in our guests, be because we are talking a lot of Venus themes, but it makes, you know, it makes sense because Venus is the ruler of Taurus. So anyone who has their Mercury in Taurus also look at where, what sign and house your Venus is in, because it's the ruler of the way you process things mentally. So if yes. it's in, if it's in like Gemini, maybe it's not going to be like expressing your artistic or expressing what you think is beautiful through the natural textures, but more through like written word and stuff like that. So I exactly. think, yeah, looking at your Venus will give you a little extra layer as to how your mental process being in the sign of Taurus is going to play out. Yes, yes. And as always, we want to dive into our buddy Alice Sparkly Cat and hear what she has to say on Taurus Mercury. So quote mm -hmm. from Alice Sparkly Cat with a K, Taurus Mercury, enduring, pensive, and practical. Mm. 
I've noticed Mercury in Taurus experiences a lot of frustration with expressing things in the moment. This is a Mercury that doesn't try to say things in one conversation or do things that should take 10 years over the course of a day. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Calling out my fucking Aries right there. (laughs) I was like, Aries, Mercury, gotcha. (laughs) I I want it done yesterday. Thank you very much. Exactly. Um, A Mercury and Taurus doesn't see the point of talking about trust and said they set out to prove their trustworthiness with you over the course of a lifetime. This Mercury is this Mercury. This is a Mercury that is more interested in doing instead of saying, which Mm. is exactly what we were expressing before. Yeah, I love that. Like experiences a lot of frustration with expressing things in the moment that's because Taurus is that internal energy like it needs time to process things and so if you're backing this Mercury and Taurus into a corner their instincts are going to feel very like their nervous system is going to feel shot and they won't have a decision made for you they can get sort of like paralysis yes yeah it's not this is not a quick fast fiery or even airy or cardinal like there's none of that. Like we can't they need express to take things their in the time. moment. Yes. Yes. But you know anything. that what they're going to present is quality because they take that time. Yes. And they will do it. It, it There is the trust there mm. that, you know, I am going to process this. This isn't like uh, a flighty comment, like someone with a Sagittarius Mercury over here means it in the moment, <laughs> but like, it's hard with that follow through is hard for Sagittarius placements. And so mm. Taurus placements, if they say, I'm going to think about it and I will let you know. And they actually do. Yeah, they will. <laughs> they <Yeah>. will. <laughs> so continuing on from Alice Sparkly Cat, Taurus Mercury's can get tongue tied in intense conversations. Oh. I am so, also Alice Sparkly Cat. So, so. Mimi is <laughs> a ghostwriter of any and all astrology content. Um, no. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh my God. So much credit to all of these amazing yes. astrologers. <laughs> they get frazzled when they are assigned too many tasks at once. Ooh. Oh my gosh. They, they're not interested in multitasking and consider their commitments too carefully to put their feet in different shoes. Mercury and Taurus people build things over the course of long periods of time. They must do things in order to understand them. That's bam, what we said, must do. Exactly. They are physical learners who put their whole body into their commitments and their decisions. Okay. So we know what we're doing, Sierra. Sorry, this is actually just a podcast where this we is... blow smoke up our own buttholes. I know, this is our egos getting a nice little pat. And... Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, when a Taurus Mercury commits, they commit. This mm-hmm. is a Mercury placement that looks at your actions to judge your character, not your words. You know what? Like, yes. I fucking love that whole description. Yeah, dude, that last sentence really hits. I think that relates to, like, a lot of just my Taurus placements. Like, when people say things, I really... I kind of look past their words because I just think like, great, that's great. What are you going to do about it? Like, how mm. are, are you actually doing what you say you're going to do? Like, and then there's the other side where with all our fire mercuries, we just like to fucking say things. And it's like fun to dream about possibly doing yes, something. But exactly. Yeah, all that Taurus. It's really that's really interesting. It's, it's something to think on for sure. Yeah. And judges your character like mm. that because that I feel like character comes into play with values, you know? Yeah. Like who you are at your core. Exactly. Exactly. Do their core values, which make up their character, al- align with mine? And yeah. 
And I'm going to tell that through your actions, because for me, actions speak louder than words. And so that's almost like a language in itself. It's like body language and and long-term action commitment is what is speaking to Taurus Mercury's, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting too, to just look at that term, like judging your character, because I've definitely read in the past that like Mercury and Taurus is a very good placement or really Taurus placements in general is a really good placement for like doing being a therapist or doing therapy work because you're a very good listener and you bring that grounded sense of reality sort of situation. So judging your character, that's also sort of a therapist's job to see who your character is and to help you reconnect with that sort of yeah. thing. So if I'm curious if there are any therapists out there who are listening who do have Mercury and Taurus or do have a lot of Taurus placements, if you feel like that skill is naturally aligned with what you're putting out into the world. I love the idea of a Taurus Mercury having that therapist role because I feel like that would be so easy and not even blink like batting an eye at being like, okay, but like, did you do what you said you were going to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like that was a nice, that was a nice like monologue you just gave me, but what did you do about it? <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> which I feel like there's so like, whereas, you know, my fiery ass over here would be like, oh my God, no, I totally get you meant well. And like you were doing this and I totally get, but it's like that Taurus energy would be like, well, that's all nice and great, but what did you do about it? And it's like, yeah, oh, show geez. me the work. Yeah, yeah. Show up for yourself. Like you say, this is what you value. Did you, did your actions align with what you claim to value. Bam. What? How did this turn into a speaking to me, Like <laughs> literally behind me, I'll show this. Maybe I'll put this on TikTok. But like behind me, I have this piece of paper that I did this exercise. I've talked about this a bunch, like in early days of the podcast, but um, where I wrote down my core values and what I value most, what I think is most important to like live in an alignment with. And then after I had discovered those for me, it was such an important moment for me now with every decision I make, I'm like, okay, does this align with those core values? Am I being in like living in the most truth when tied to my foundational values? And I think that's, that's just so Taurus. It's so Taurus. And like, for those of you who don't know, like Mimi has her Venus is in Taurus along with moon, Mm -hmm. you know, and every asteroid basically, but like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, so again, that's like, that's hitting so much for your values. And, Mm. and I think that, you know, that does, it it is hard to separate in that way. Since we're talking about like Venus has to deal with values, you've got Venus and Taurus and like here we're diving into like Mercury, which is the processing of things. And so instead of almost like, you know, it's a different, it's a much more mental layer Mm -hmm. and level of those values. Like, is it me speaking it? Is it me, you know, do I want to take in this information? Does it align? Therefore, do I want to consume this information or not? It seems like it's more of like, it's, it's weirdly, you know, paralleling everything you just explained, like on a personal level for you, but it feels like we're bringing it from the heart space up to the head space in a really cool way here. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. So, so then we got to think about like the three sun signs with the Taurus Mercury. So Taurus sun, Taurus Mercury is just going to be that extra very much aligned with their values. And like, that's a huge part of their kind of time on earth in this lifetime is to 
like recalibrate or to reconnect with those values and have that sort of um, connection between their sun and their mercury of the way that they express themselves creatively, the way that they are driven um, with the way that they express themselves externally too. Yeah, I feel like values comes into play even more hardcore here because it's, you've just got, and also, you know, you've got this sun sign of this immobile earthy committed energy along with the processing of that mm-hmm. so like we are not distracted on this path because we yeah. are moving forward slowly plod 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 and then plod, 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 plod. <laughs> <laughs> i'm so serious please everybody comment what you want me to like make it to an automatopoeia this i is... will make an entire series on tiktok for this, this is a tiktok series i need i need this really badly oh my gosh um i literally okay like i won't allow myself to go on tiktok because i get too lost in it but the only time that i will allow myself is if i'm like specifically going just to our page to watch and laugh at our videos <laughs> and that's on having your chart ruler in leo <laughs> I won't allow myself to get distracted by everything else. But if I'm like, okay, I (laughs) already know this content and it's in a closed like situation, you know, so please for me, since I limit myself TikTok wise, give me me this opportunity to make content I can laugh at. Okay. Uh, Yeah, Uh, go follow us on TikTok at the Stars Made Me podcast. Do it. Um, And then we also have a possibility of a Taurus Mercury being an Aries sun. And so that is a whole like fiery, very cardinal charging forward energy. And it's, it's your opposite. You're an, or no, not your opposite, but it's your, like, you've got these energies really present. And it's also the opposite of your partner. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. It is the opposite of my partner. Totally. I think that like having that extra Aries additive in there is, um, like much more about self-security yeah motivational also like more action oriented which i think could be really good for a taurus mercury like doing something feeling powerful in the self uh and maybe just like instead of a plot it's like a bit more bit more movement instead of walking in mud it's like walking in water Mm, love an analogy love it yes we still have resistance but it's a lot quicker and mm-hmm. resistance and it's and, a lot less dirty yeah 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 yeah. and you know if you are that airy sun you are going to be moving through life with an agenda you know it's the warrior it's you know <laughs> go go and listen to that archetypes episode to get more info on aries in general but like you know it is that you know we've got armor we're moving through the world with armor built in we are like attacking life as it comes we're making a battle plan but then the way we process things is does this battle plan align with the values that i have and is everything that you're mm-hmm. saying are you you say that you want to be a soldier but all you're doing is sitting around like show me that you want to be a soldier you know like there's much yeah. more of that that, um, I don't know. I think that's a nice, those two energies definitely can complement one another for sure. Yeah. And where the Aries sun is very impulsive, that Taurus Mercury is going to give it that extra weight of, okay, but let's make sure that all of the things we want to do or all the ways we want to express ourselves are really aligned with, with the way that the, what we think is most important. Exactly. Yeah. And then we have our guest who we will be chatting with soon yeah. is a Gemini sun 
with a Taurus Mercury. And this is so interesting to me because Gemini as a sign is ruled by Mercury. And mm-hmm. so we have this Mercury ruled sun sign and then we've got, okay, a Taurus Mercury. So already we've got a lot of, Mer- I mean, everybody has a Mercury sign, but like, you know, we've got a lot of Mercury <laughs> energy going on here and Gemini is such this quick, like, give me the information and let me soak it up and f- like store it away in my fun facts file and move on. And then Taurus yeah. is like really wanting the, the tangible stuff. Whereas I think Gemini is wanting the, the quick, fast airy intellectual you know and so i just feel like this has the potential of being the most you know amazing information collector and processor because gemini's Mm. already just soaking up all the information and then the taurus filter of processing is like what do we actually want to keep in our brains though (laughs) you know yeah yeah like filter (laughs) yeah Yeah, or gemini doesn't filter yeah no yeah and Taurus also has that weightiness that Gemini doesn't have, where Gemini exactly. will just like say something without thought and like move on to the next. Taurus is like, I only say this because I intend on having like an intentional conversation about it. Yeah. You know, like we had said. And so that I see like such a push and pull between the two. Like yeah. there's a push and pull in the Aries Sun Taurus Mercury as well. But I think because like you said, it's so mercurially like focused yeah. that that Gemini Sun is going to want to just share every piece of information. And that Taurus Mercury is going to be a bit more of a stonewall. I'm very curious to see like how our guest falls on that spectrum. Yeah. And I also think it could be the potential, like this combo can be the potential of a truly great storyteller, because I think of Gemini Mm -hmm. energy as being like, you know, it is like the storyteller. That's one of its, you know, descriptions. And, and with the Taurus Mercury, I think it would be able to tell a story from beginning to end, as opposed Mm -hmm. to jumping around to all the different things with my like my yeah. Gemini Mars over here it's like what 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 you know all over the place yeah. it seems like it could ground it in a in a full story from start to finish with i remembered the details but we stayed on the path <laughs> yeah i feel like the gemini sun taurus mercury is the kind of placement that can make you feel like you were there in their storytelling ooh ooh you know yes that's going to be our question tell us a story no i'm just kidding to her <laughs> yeah <laughs> put them on the spot <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, fascinating. Oh, one last thing I wanted to throw in because I definitely want to ask our guest is like Mercury rules the voice and Taurus rules music. So I feel like Mercury and Taurus could definitely be someone who expresses themselves (gasps) musically and maybe through singing. Yes. Ooh, ooh, great question to ask. And if you are a Taurus Mercury out there, especially if you get that extra Gemini flavor too, are you a singer? Mm. And um, what sounds should Mimi make on her onomatopoeia Instagram? Okay, well, uh... (laughs) please. (laughs) And on that note, let's chat with an awesome Taurus Mercury. Hey everyone, before we get into the second part of the episode, we just want you guys to all know that we choose our guests with as much care as we can based on astrology placements. While we respect each person's right to their own beliefs, it may not align exactly with ours, but thank you for listening and please enjoy the rest of the episode. All right, we are here with our Taurus Mercury guest. Welcome, Jess. Hi. <laughs> we're excited to have you and we're excited to talk about Taurus Mercury. We record we recorded a part one to this episode where we just talked about all of the, you know, 
qualities of a Taurus Mercury. And we know that you are a Gemini with a Taurus Mercury. So do you, do you remember what your top three are by any chance? Do you remember your uh, sun, moon and rising? Yeah. So I know I'm a Gemini sun. I'm a Sagittarius moon. And I think I'm also a Sagittarius rising or no Capricorn. Capricorn. That's right. Yeah. Capricorn rising. Yeah. Which if you could see her, you could see she's definitely a cap rising. Right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we put Wait, together I'm... and the dark features, nice bone structure, definitely cap rising. <laughs> That's very nice. Thanks. <laughs> As I know, a Leo I rising, like... I can dole out the compliments. <laughs> I know. I was like when, when uh, you know, we like finally got to officially meet and hang out and um, I was like, okay, I want, I want to know all your details. Like, oh my gosh, you're a Sagittarius moon Capricorn rising. I'm a Sagittarius rising Capricorn moon. No wonder why yeah. we get along, but, but yeah. So you are our Gemini sun with a Taurus Mercury. And I guess just our general question, knowing your top three and all of that, what are your thoughts and feelings on astrology in general? Um, I've always, I've always been fascinated by it. Like, I think it's, um, such an interesting way to sort of think about um, the kinds of characteristics or strength uh, or weaknesses that someone um, might have. I, I like I like the idea of it as like a tool um, mm-hmm. where you can use it to, you know, maybe if there's like something good happening, like you can use it to like take advantage of that moment or, um, you know, uh, give yourself an excuse to rest if it's the opposite. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but candidly, like I've never been very good at like looking up daily horoscopes or anything like that. I think I I liked more the the kind of general attributes of like your signs and, and sort of understanding the the character traits. Um, but uh, never really used it on like a consistent day to day basis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel like that's like very common in a lot of people who are like listening or just getting into it where it's like, I think it's cool. I think it's a tool. And, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's like. That rhymes, please. I needed you to rhyme the third word. What? (laughs) He said, I think it's cool. I think it's a tool for the drop. (laughs) I'm sorry if I ruined that moment for you. No, you're fine. (laughs) <laughs> so I totally interrupted you with nonsense. Uh, no, 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 no. It is cool and it is a tool, but it's also, I don't know another word that rhymes with that. I was just going to say that it's like not everybody uses it consistently, but it's exciting sometimes when you look into it and you mm-hmm. find it to be like reassuring or yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Mercury's going retrograde. I'm going to stay on the couch, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, And it's so funny listening to you talk because Mercury rules like the physical voice uh, and Taurus rules like music and singing and just listening to your voice. You do have a very like calm, calming and like grounded voice, like tone to your voice. So it's just already really fitting that Mercury and Taurus. But uh, we were wondering if you like to sing or do you sing? I do actually. Yeah, I was um, I was in a band for a couple of years. Okay. and yeah, like made some music. Um, singing has always been something I enjoyed. Um, I, I didn't really do it like publicly almost ever other than that like very short period that I was working with that band. But um, yeah, it's always been something that's been really fun for me. Um, oh. Like a good way to sort of have a creative outlet, I guess. Yeah. Um, that's funny. I didn't realize that that was part of the the characteristics. 
Yeah. And then for anybody listening, we had mentioned in the episode to look at your Venus sign if you do have Mercury and Taurus, because Venus rules the sign of Taurus. And just as Venus is also in the sign of Taurus. So it's sort of that doubly a creative pursuit of connecting to music and having uh, like a grounded, I don't know, you being your own instrument. That's so cool. And you know, I'm just like my little brain right now is just going through all of like the people in my head that I'm like, oh my God, Taurus Mercury. And I realized that the awesome friend who recorded and sang our intro to The Stars Made Me Do It is a Gemini with a Taurus Mercury, Taurus Venus. Oh, wow. And so here we go. I'm like, wait a minute. We're, our actual, our whole podcast jingle is represented by a Gemini with a Taurus <laughs> Mercury. <laughs> but that's so fun. Yeah, because it's it's all about like, how we communicate and Taurus is yeah is totally known for singing for oh, sure yeah and another thing that Taurus is known for is being stubborn so we'd like to know if you would consider yourself to be stubborn <laughs> yeah I think if you ask my husband he would definitely say so um <laughs> um yeah I I think I definitely am I think it's um, I feel like I have very strong opinions and it's like very, depending on the subject, it can be very difficult to like, like rip me off of my opinion. Um, and, and I think once I get an idea into my head, it's like, I'm, I'm going to do it. Like whatever that thing is, mm. I'm going to figure out how to make this thing happen. Um, and I think there's like definitely a stubbornness in that sort of mentality. Determination. Uh, yeah yeah it's very um that's what that's what us heavy Taurus placements like to call it (laughs) (laughs) um I like that yeah I like that determination that's a that's definitely a kinder way (laughs) well then can I ask you because Gemini is known for having a lot of ideas and being very curious do you ever find that like you overcommit oh yeah all the time um I think particularly socially that happens to me a lot where Mm. I maybe will have like a like a low period where I haven't you know seen a lot of people or or felt like I've done a lot of things and then I get really restless and antsy and then have to make like a lot of plans very quickly and then I end up stuck in a situation where I have like plans every single day and I'm so exhausted by the end of it but I feel so strongly that like I I committed I made these plans I have to like go and do this and that yeah that like loyalty totally yeah I also feel like that's I'm like um that's a blend (laughs) of Sagittarius and Capricorn as well because I'm over here like you're describing everything I feel all the time (laughs) (laughs) that excitement of Sagittarius being like yeah fun new plants Uh uh-huh people I like them yep and then Capricorn being like I have committed to this and I will see this (laughs) through yeah (laughs) but that determined like Taurus Mercury it's like it's how it's basically like the filter in which you process all of your information and it does seem like you know because Gemini is very over here and over there and I've got all these ideas and I have this group of people and I want to communicate this way but then Taurus is so steady and reliable and grounded and so there's that you know I think it can show how we like are gr- you know, the Gemini energy that you have can be grounded, but also maybe in some instances where it's like too grounded where you're like, no, I said, I'm going to do it. I said, I'm going to do it. Yeah. 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 I think that definitely comes across. And I think like, even sometimes in like big life decisions, um, like I'll make a choice for something 
And then it'll start to happen. I'm like, oh crap, I really like got myself in over my head here. Um, yes, because when you like, made the choice, like when you made that decision, it wasn't it wasn't set in stone as like, oh, I'm going to have to do that. It it was more of like an idea at first. Yeah, absolutely. Like in the uh, same way. I think a funny example for me is always so I, I love to travel. Um, mm. but I I'm absolutely terrified of flying. And I've traveled a ton throughout my life. And I feel like what you're describing is like these two energies is kind of what manifests during that. So it's like, I really want to go to this place. So I'm going to book the flight and I'm going to do all this. And then the yeah. day of the flight, I'm a nervous wreck. And like, <laughs> and I'm like, but I do, I'm going to do this. I'm going to figure this out. Um, and it's like always been that dynamic for as long as I can remember. Hmm. Oh, that's wow. so interesting. Yeah. I want to go to this place. Then it hits you the day of, oh, but that means I have to go there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have thoughts on that. That's definitely a Sag moon in the 12th house oh, thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> I, I, I have feelings. Um, so also very curious about um, like your senses and Mercury rules your memory. It rules like the way that your mind works and the mapping of your mind. And Taurus is all about like sensuality, the senses, feelings, smells, sounds. And so do you feel like you're, you have a strong memory attached to like your senses, like to smells or sounds? Yeah, I think, um, I think there's like a few that feel very pronounced in, in like some of my memories. So like, um, I grew up um, in a house that had like a big orange tree in the backyard and like anytime I'm anywhere and I smell orange blossoms, it's like home. And it's Aww. such a like strong to the, to the extent where like, I remember, um, when I got my first apartment alone and was going to be like living alone for the first time, there were orange trees that were lining the street. Um, and I was so nervous about like living alone for the first time and not having roommates or anything like that. And um, the trees were blossoming. And so I, I remember like vividly having this feeling of like, oh, it's going to be okay. Like, uh, like, like home, it's okay. Um, so yeah, I think definitely, there's, I there's not many that I can think of like that, but that's definitely one that always sticks out. Oh, interesting. Do you have a strong sense of smell or no? Um, that's a good, I've never thought about that, actually. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> um, I think so. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Okay. But I also think of like the senses because Taurus is all about senses, but also I think of like Taurus as being the sign of like naps and snacks. And I feel like you are. <laughs> are you a nap and snacker? Nap and snacker. <laughs> Definitely a snacker. I think I used to be a napper in my youth, like in my early 20s. I used to know. I thought you were going to be like as a toddler. I used to be a napper. <laughs> yes. Um... I think now it's like I feel like it's just hard to find pockets of time to nap otherwise mm -hmm. like yeah I would love to nap um yeah definitely a snacker like I I've been like a grazer of food my whole life like I don't even to the extent where like I'm not good with big meals like yeah. I would much rather have a lot of small meals or even like if I'm gonna have a more formal meal like my favorite thing to eat is like tapas or something that's yes, small. a lot of appetizers <laughs> exactly yes <laughs> because I love, okay. I love the, like many snacks for dinner <laughs> oh my gosh we need to talk we're, about favorite snacks we're in Taurus Venus territory <laughs> over here <laughs> yeah sorry 
totally. I'm like the two of you and your tourist penises just were like lots of snacks, different options, <laughs> appetizers. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Wait, I'm really curious. How do you what what do you do to like occupy your mind? Because as a Gemini, you you are Mercury rules, and then with Mercury being in Taurus, like what is the mental stimulation that you usually gravitate towards? Oh, I feel like. I think it's for me, I think it's just like, I always have to have something happening like, um, and, and it might not be like an actual activity. It could just be like, I guess I'm always thinking it's just that it's Mm -hmm. like, I'm always thinking, I feel like my brain is always on. Like, I think, um, whenever I'm in like points of high anxiety, I can, like, I, I tell people it's like, I can't sleep because I can't turn my brain off. Like it just is like going on a loop on things. Um, but usually I would say, um, like I love to read. I feel like it's um it's really important for me to always have a mix of things that are like fiction and fun, but also like learning material. So things that are like nonfiction or things that are um gonna teach me something that I can use like at work or to learn a new Very skill. Practical, or, yeah. Yeah. Um, but then I always um I joke that I'm like a, a Jane of all trades and master of none. I just like always have hobbies going on. So like gardening baking cooking yoga uh <laughs> diy renovations at the house like wow, those are all so taurus <laughs> and yeah. then the yeah. master of none is very gemini <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i always just have something going on and when i feel like i don't um i think i i feel very like low and very kind of like unmotivated i think it's having a lot of activities is what kind of keeps me like high energy and happy. I love that all of those activities are so Taurus. Like it's Gemini of you. You are a Gemini. It's Gemini of you too. I need lots of activities. I need mental stimulation because that's what a Gemini needs. Like I need to be able to like pull out this file and this file and this file. I'm like, it's not a big file, but you know, I want to try this one and this one, Mm. but then all of those activities, because of the way you're processing things were so Taurus oriented, which gardening is just like, Mm -hmm. that's the best. And also like reading is so Gemini, but like you said, I want there to be a practicality to what I'm reading as well, which is very Taurus, like skills I think are so Taurus driven. That is such a value. And also Taurus is all about values. And it seems like everything that you're, you know, doing, it's not just to do it. It's like, if I'm going to do something, I want to do something that is of value to me, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's like more. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny that you say that. I feel like uh, this feels like such a fun therapy session. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because I think I've actually struggled with that a lot of my life where um, feeling like I didn't know how to do things just for the enjoyment of them. Like I had to find purpose and like mm. me, like anything that I was picking up, no matter how, even if it was genuinely just like, this is just supposed to be a fun thing. I would always struggle with just the, the like enjoyment of it. Or I, I couldn't do it for very long if I felt like there wasn't something bigger that I could find out of it. Yeah, I think there that's a such a journey for anybody who has Gemini and Taurus placements in their chart, because Gemini is meant to just explore and like have a sense of wonder and curiosity. And Taurus tends to want to like monetize like anything they do where Gemini is not meant to be, you know, isn't meant to monetize and follow through on everything. It's meant to just explore and be curious. So I feel like that's probably something that a lot of other people can relate to that have similar placements. Mm. I really like that. I'm just thinking now I'm like going through all the list of Gemini tourist people in my life. I'm like, do they feel the need to monetize their hobbies? Uh, Yeah. Mm. It's so interesting. Yeah. Have you felt that need to monetize your hobbies or is it more just like something that you, you know, it can't, it can't just be an activity for an activity. We've got to find value in it. Like it has, has to be purposeful. 
I don't think, I actually don't think I've tried to monetize it specifically. Like I, I don't think it's funny. Like I feel like in my, in my career, in my job, I can be very financially motivated. Like I need to make sure that I, you know, um, am, am able to like support myself financially and stable and all of that. So in my work, that's like a very high value that I tend to navigate my career through. But when it comes to anything that is sort of not my job, like strictly what I do for a living, that is like not where my value is ascribed from. I feel like it's more about um, what, uh, like, I think it ends up being more like, how good can I get at this? Um, How much do other people sort of... um, uh, like how, how, how much enjoyment or, or, or sorry, like how much joy or, um, benefit can I sort of do something that is then good for other people as well? Like it's a simple example, but it's like, when I bake something, it's like, I want people to try it. Like, I want people Mm. to like enjoy this and like this. And like, when I cook, it's similar. Um, I, I've always been in some way involved in nonprofits and volunteer work. And like, that has always been heavily motivated by like, how does this bring joy and benefit to other people? So I think outside of my job, it's not been about monetization. It's been about trying to find, I think actually bigger meaning and like mm-hmm. value for, for something that feels more human and like more intrinsic and personal. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but it's also still been, I think the biggest thing is it's been a struggle to figure out how to make those things meaningful enough that I can ascribe them as like part of my identity. Um, I've been very like heavily um, focused on my identity that like that I get through my career and like through my job. Um, yeah. And sometimes like, that's the balance I'm, I'm trying to work, work towards. Oh, that's so, well, I love that. All of that, like, you know, that you want to do it to give to the community. That's just such an amazing thing that you're sharing part of you with, you know, others around you in a way that can benefit them and, and not just like, I'm keeping this little joyful muffin for me. It's like, I'm making muffins for everybody, you know, like that, you know, it's much more of like a sharing mentality, which I love that brings in the Gemini community, but through like that kind of Taurus lens of, you know, this is something that I value. And also of course it's baking and cooking, which is just the most tourist activity ever, which I love that. (laughs) And I remember when, when you visited and it was, you know, the four of us having dinner, you're like, what kind of meals do you guys normally cook together? And I was like, Oh, what a tourist question. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I, I love that though, but yeah, that's so interesting with the identity because you're a Capricorn rising and that is so work focused. That is so boss energy mm-hmm. and that is corporate. And then the Gemini is not that at all. Gemini is like completely like just part of the community and who really cares about like if we're climbing the work ladder, the we just want to, mm-hmm. you know, talk with all these people. So it seems like that's kind of like that, how people see me and perceive me versus how I get to show me kind of showing up in those two different ways there. That's really interesting. Yeah. And you also totally gave us this, but our question is, are you a multitasker? So I feel like, well, (laughs) you told us that you like to do a lot of different things, but I would say at the same time, would you consider yourself a multitasker? Yeah, I think, um, I think when I'm planning things, I can be like, if it's, if I'm in like planning mode and I'm trying to figure out like, what are all the things I want to do or need to do in a day, a week, or the next year? 
Um, I'm usually like kind of flitting around and doing all of that. Um, but I really actually enjoy being able to, when I'm actually engaged in an activity, trying to be really present and like focused on that mm. thing um, mm. while I'm doing it. Beautifully um, said. But I... Yeah. So I would say it's more like a multitasking while I'm planning, but not while I'm actually doing something. Oh, I love that. Such Gemini to earth blend. Yeah. Mm. And I, I need to embrace some of that energy. (laughs) 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 That presence is such a Taurus word because it's like, it's earth. Taurus is earth and it is grounded and it is fixed. It is the center of spring. And so you have this, you know, really ability to just continue and focus in and we have like a nice set of blinders going on because the other stuff isn't important right now and that's really like nice how like all the gemini ideas can okay we like this we like this we like this we like this what are we doing right now okay and we're centering in and focusing on that one thing that i feel like is a really beneficial way in which those two energies can work together they're so different but Mm. they can work together really nicely there yeah. And it's funny because I feel like when I don't, when I don't get those moments to just really kind of like dive into something, um, I feel so scattered. It's like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh gosh, like I'm just like all over the place all the time. And I need like, I need um a way to sort of like channel this into like something very specific for a period of time. And then I can feel, it's funny that you said like grounded in earth. It's like, that's what it ends up feeling like. It's like, I do feel more grounded and more like balanced and leveled out. Yeah. 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 When you're in situations where like communication is needed or actually even just like in social situations, do you tend to speak your mind immediately or do you let your thoughts process first? Um, I would say if I'm in a group of people that I don't really know very well, or it's like a new situation, I I definitely am not um, talkative up front. Like I think I, it's important to me to kind of get a sense of what the environment is like and a little (laughs) bit of like, like the emotional temperature, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then, and then gauge like, you know, is there something that I actually think is like relevant to share here? (laughs) Um, Oh my gosh. So spot on. (laughs) Jess, if you weren't into astrology before, you're going to be. (laughs) You're going to listen back to this and listen to the part one and be like, I could have given the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Gauging if what your thoughts are, like if they're relevant or of value, like I feel like with Mercury and Taurus, sorry, I'll let you finish, but like Mercury and Taurus, what we had said about it is you know to listen because they don't speak all of the time. And when they do, it's because they think that what they have to say has not yet been said. And it's something that's relevant and valuable to the situation. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, that definitely resonates. I think, I think in situations where I'm much more comfortable, like with my immediate family or my husband or like my best friends, Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not as, I don't overthink it as much. Like I think, uh, versus like situations that are new to me or like work or feel like they have a higher weight or pressure on them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I think I'm a little bit more free flowing, but I still always try. I think I always want to be thoughtful and deliberate with my words. Um, and like, um, make sure that they sort of represent like you know, what I think is useful, who I am. And, um, you know, because I guess like in my head, it's like your words are a reflection of you, right? Like that's sort of how you move through the world and communicate and relate to people. And so um, I want to make sure that I am using words in a way that is like effective and um, um, 
you know, represents like what I'm actually trying to do or say. Um, like I, I hate when I say something that like doesn't sound right or like doesn't like mm-hmm. I put my foot in my mouth because I didn't think it through enough or something like, like that. doesn't reflect your values. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's one yeah. of those situations where it's like you say that your words are a reflection of who you are, but that's something unique to you. Like a, a lot of people will think that, but that's not what everybody's initial thing is. And some people will just say things and they're like, oh, they're just words. It doesn't matter. But for that Mercury and Taurus, it's like, no, my words matter because they're a complete reflection of like what I value. Yeah, totally. Hmm. Really interesting. It's been really interesting. Yeah. Hearing all, of course, like all of your placements shine through your answers. Yeah. And then Mimi, I saw you added this question here of if you consider yourself to be a nonverbal communicator as well. Like, do you just, I don't know, maybe through expression or through body or like language? Body language. Um, that's such a good question. I, I actually don't. I don't think that I'm such a great nonverbal person. I think I... I think like talking is how I navigate the world. It's like, even when I, like when I'm having a problem, it's like, I need to talk it out. Like I, and sometimes it's not even like, um like I need someone's help. And so I'm like looking to talk about it to like gain input. It's like, I need to hear the words come out of my mouth so that like my brain can process whatever it is that I'm wow. experiencing in that moment. Um, yeah. To make and it I tangible. Think- yeah, exactly. And I think not my mom, my mom has this joke, uh, well, it's not a joke, it's a story, but like, um, she says when I was a kid, um, and I was doing my homework and if I ever had like a problem that I couldn't quite figure out on my own, where I was like, you know, working on it, that I'd go to her and I would say like, mom, I can't figure this out. And then I, she'd be like, okay, well, what's the problem? And then I'd say the problem out loud and then I'd be halfway through and, and I'd be like, oh wait, okay, I got it. And then I'd move back and she's like, you just needed to hear yourself say it. Um, yes. And that's always how I've been. And so like non-verbally, I actually think it's difficult to read me. Um, Like, I don't think I give a very specific, like it's hard to tell what kind of like energy I'm in non-verbally. And um, yeah. I I guess that feeds into the stoicism of Taurus that you you don't really know what they're thinking. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I'm also thinking of just like, I'm, I had to pull up your chart real quick because I was like, wait a minute, why am I relating <laughs> hardcore? Um, but <laughs> because I also think of like action as being part of that. And like, so your Mars is in Aries, but it's in the third house, which is ruled by Gemini. And I've got my Mars in Gemini. And I I do find that like when I need to do something, whatever it is that I need to do, it just, if I can say it out loud, then the thing can be talked out or get done. I feel like that's you know, just like Gemini energy in general, but I like the, Mimi, what you brought in of like making it tangible then, like with a math problem, like making it tangible because yeah. I don't know if me saying it out loud would necessarily help with a math problem or not, but like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but I like that idea of actually saying it out loud because that that is Gemini energy with that communication of when I need to do something, when I need to figure something out, when I need to think something out, because it is like Gemini's this communicator and and that is the way and when it's externalized, okay, we can then move on from there. But I like the idea of that with the tangible element of, okay, I've got a problem to solve. Something has to get done. And so I'm going to pull on that Gemini energy, talk it out. But then now my Taurus processing has a different way of seeing what it is I need to figure out. Yeah. Interesting. That's very cool. I, I will say I should actually say other people have said that I have um 
a very expressive face. Like I've gotten that feedback. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, so maybe there is some, some element of nonverbal in there. <laughs> yeah. Involuntary like, nonverbal yeah. communication. <laughs> That's Gemini though. <laughs> uh yeah where it's like a big eyebrow raise or like a big mm, I don't know, yeah, yeah. and totally not knowing that I'm doing it yeah. <laughs> uh, well I Jess this it. has been so lovely thank you so much for coming on and letting us pick oh, yeah. your your mercury pick your brain um, Thanks for me. <laughs> yeah so Jess why did we talk about mercury and Taurus today the stars made me do it 